Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have AJ Morton with me. AJ is the creator of FitPro Mentorship Review, the best resource for fitness professionals looking for a business coach. Thanks so much for joining me today, AJ. Thank you, Ben, man. So good to see you, dude. AJ, you and I have known each other for a while, and it's funny. I feel like most of the people I've talked to so far have all been people that I met online, and you do not fall into that category. You and I worked together or worked in the same space uh, in Chicago a couple years ago, and both being in the fitness industry, you and I kind of were at a point where we were both looking to grow. And so that's when we really started um, talking to each other, kind of a creative friendship. And um, we were looking to go into business together. Interesting time for both of us, I think, (laughs) Um, because at the time we were both really looking forward to creating something together. And we had a lot of exciting conversations around it. And then shit just kind of like blew up, at least in my world. And I think things shifted pretty quickly than in your world too. So I figured that that would kind of be an interesting place to start. Um, I talked a little bit about my story for anybody that's listened to the the early bits of the podcast here. Uh, but at the time, I I had like a health scare, like a bunch of shit hit the fan on my end. And I basically had to tell you like, put the plans on pause. Like I I can't do anything right now. I was, I was out of work. And, um, and then, like I said, kind of over time, I I think things ended up shifting for you. So tell me what you, (laughs) what you remember about that period kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think our timing is absolutely impeccable because, you know, it, it was something that I think both of us really wanted but it clearly wasn't, wasn't going to happen for either of us. So I know at the exact same time that you had that health scare, um, my business like <laughs> immediately started going very self, very self. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd had the business for a long time, but all the weaknesses in it began to show and be exposed by, you know, like the season I, I, I had a drop off in clientele. So my weak contractual agreements with, con- with, you know, with clients ended up showing, the fact that all, you know, I'd given clients deals ended up started starting to, you know, affect 
the business and the profitability of the business. And therefore, you know, how much I could pay my trainer, you know, how much leeway I had to get into business with somebody else and they taking on a partner. So it was, it was super interesting, but when the business started to decrease, naturally I dove headfirst into it and, you know, was trying to figure out why, why it's happening and what I need to do about it. So I ended up dumping, you know, a bunch of my time and energy and money into it, you know, spending countless dollars on Facebook ads with no return, trying to do the low ticket stuff just to get some money in, which obviously didn't have a a high return on the end. Um, So a lot of like kind of last minute, you know, last ditch effort things to bring in money. So at the time, um, when I started focusing a lot on my business, naturally I, I, you know, couldn't really focus elsewhere in my life. So my personal life started to really get impacted. So my, um, I could not possibly be focusing this much on my business and on my family and my marriage at the same time. So my marriage started to decline as I started, as I tried to repair my business and with my marriage starting to decline, that was something that I, you know, immediately was not going to have happen. (laughs) So that essentially, you know, went on for about three months of, you know, me trying to save the business and also trying to balance my marriage. And I wasn't doing a good job at either of them. The business was continuing, was continuing, continuing to decrease. Um, my marriage was not getting better because I just like, there was just too many plates up in the air and I was trying to juggle too much. And so I was like, you know what, like my marriage and my family are way, way more important than any business I could ever build. Um, so I just decided to let the business go do what it was naturally going to try and do. Um, and I would, you know, put my entire focus into my marriage and my family. So, and that ended up being obviously the much better decision. Um, you know, my wife, Melanie and I are in the best place we've ever been. And, um, I, I wouldn't have done it any differently, um, except not have taken focus off of, off of that. I guess if I can go back, but you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, we, we try and do things to save the business. And we just like, sometimes we just have too much going on and we, we just can't focus on, on what actually is a real priority versus something that just kind of feels like it's like, it's important at the time. Yeah. Thanks for sharing some of that. Um, the, the, it's funny. Cause the first thing you said, you mentioned timing and I just kind of want to reiterate that, that timing is truly everything. And this is one of those things where, you know, regardless of your beliefs, you know, whatever your spirituality or at least for me in hindsight, I was definitely like, this didn't work out for a reason. And so I was grateful for that intervention, whatever it was, whatever reason it didn't work out for us. Because like you said, we, like we were both pretty gung ho on it and we were, we were going to make something work. Like we're just, guys that are like, we're, we're going to dig in, we're going to figure out something and going to make it work. Um, so there needed to be some sort of occurrence or something that happened to like, stop that. And I think it was, I I felt like a sign for, for both of us, like, Hey, this isn't your path right now. Like this isn't, it's just not meant to be. Um, so first of all, I just wanted to like touch on that and, mm-hmm. and the importance around that, like in your life, anybody's life is like kind of seeing when those things happen and being able to let it go. We truly didn't have another choice. Like I, I, I legit couldn't do anything. And I think probably, you know, based on the stuff that you're mentioning there, there was no going back for you either because you had to really focus on some things. Um, but it's, it, I, I don't know. It's just interesting how all that kind of happened. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not only did it not work out, but it like, it literally refused to in like, in like a fiery, tragic way. Like, exactly. <laughs> it could have just not worked out in, you know, a very simple way. Like we disagreed on something or, or we didn't have the money right. to do what we wanted to do or whatever. But like, you got really, really sick. And like my marriage literally started falling apart. Like there yeah. aren't too many bigger things than that, you know, in life where we're like, okay, like this is just not the time. Um, and I think I, yeah, I guess what, what people need to realize, and this is, I mean, I've seen examples of this throughout the, the recent part of my life, um, is that everything always works out. It just like you, you can plan only so much, but like stuff's going to go as it goes and things are going to change. And just because they change doesn't mean that's not where you, that's not the direction you should be going. And just because you feel lost doesn't mean that you are, it just might not mean that you're, it might, it means that you're going somewhere and you haven't really figured out where it is yet, but you're still on your way. Um, yeah. And that's such a powerful concept. And like that speaks to the older version of myself so much <laughs> because and this is something I see with my clients all the time or potential clients, people that I'm, I'm talking to and like want to make a shift in their lives is there's such a need for control and wanting to figure out exactly how things are going to work out and, and wanting to be in control of that. And so I think what you're saying there and kind of, you know, you were basically taking a level deeper than, than I was going with it is like, the ability to respond to that. And I think the next level then that, that I've seen both for myself and both for clients that are really successful is embracing that and being able to embrace that concept. And that is, here's the thing is like, it's terrifying, but dude, it's so fucking liberating when you can finally let go of the need to control every bit of the process and just understand. And it does. I mean, it takes faith. And this is kind of where, like, to me, for any one person, your spirituality is important. And again, whatever the hell that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. But in the sense that trusting in some level of guidance or some level of like, things are going to work out, things are going to be okay. That's huge. And so being able to kind of like, let your control go into that is at least for me has been huge. No, like I a hundred percent agree. And I think it's, it's really, it's way more easier said than done. Um, so just to go back a second, um, you know, in part of repairing my marriage and, um, and like letting my business go. So we're back there. The business went, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Deciding, you know, deciding between like online, am I going to do online coaching? Do I want to stay, do I want to keep doing fitness? Do I want to get a nine to five job? Do I want to, I had some experience running Facebook ads. So do I want, do I want to run Facebook ads for real estate agents? Um, while I was trying to figure that out, we obviously still needed to make money. And so um, my wife, we, we took like the last bit of space on our credit card and purchased a business coaching program for, for Melanie, for my wife. And I mean, she killed it. Like, you know, I had, I had been the breadwinner for like six years and she, you know, had been taking care of the kids in the house. And I was like, well, I need, I need a minute to, to regroup, but the bills aren't going to take a break. So she jumps in, she crushes it. She ends up supporting us for a long time, uh, just on her own. And during that time, uh, it was about a total of about a year and a half. 
I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And I'm trying to do what you said. I'm trying to control everything. I, for the first time in my life, I, like I'm, I'm a planner. Okay. I know, I always know what's going on and I always overanalyze everything to think about all the possible outcomes. And for the first time in my entire life, you know, 30 something years, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I've always been good at making money. I have no idea how I'm going to make a single dollar next. Um, so there was a lot of unknown for me and it was really uncomfortable. And someone recommended to me that I read the book, The Surrender Experiment. Hey, you're shaking your head. You've read it before. So that's an no, excellent it's on, it's book. On, I haven't read it. It's on my list, oh. though. I just had it recommended okay. from a, a good friend. <laughs> it's really, really powerful and really good. The, the concept essentially is that, like, you know, first of all, you don't have control of anything. So realize that in the first place. I don't care how much control you think you have. You have zero. Um, essentially, this, this guy just decides to... Um, probably going to butcher this, but he decides to just kind of give in to the universal, you know, way, a path, whatever the universe has for him. He decides to go uh, super deep into meditation and he decides to just let it guide him and let things come to him, let opportunities come to him that, that he wanted to, you know, like, like without trying that he can capitalize on and that obviously he would, he would work on if they came to him, but he was not going to put effort out. He was just going to get really inside of himself and do a lot of internal work and focus on super self-awareness and get super spiritual about it. And at, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, and I'm not ruining this because he actually starts out with this in the, in the, in the first part of the book, but at the end, at the end of the book, he is running several multi-million dollar software companies <laughs> <laughs> without having put himself personally in any specific situations that would have that you know someone would try really hard to get in into that path right he just kind of let the universe unfold realizing that hey i don't have control anyways so me putting effort in all around me is not really going to be that helpful if i never have control in the first place so for me that that was important in that i just needed to find comfort i wasn't going to sit around and meditate all all the time because i'm also one to like not wait around for things i can't do that but um it was just like you have to be comfortable with a little bit of unknown. And once you have that comfort, you, you have clarity, you have mental faculty to, to think about the things that you might want to do and put energy and thought into the things that you might want to do instead of trying to force it because you don't have control anyway. So that there's nothing to force. You just kind of have to, it's not even looking for inspiration. You just need, you just need mental space in order for you to, to visualize what your next option is, is going to be. So I took basically a year and a half, man, much longer than I thought I was going to of trying different things. I applied for several nine to five jobs, actually got a second round interview at a marketing company, ended up not getting that. In hindsight, it's probably a good thing, right? Um, ended up doing Facebook ads for a couple months for some real estate agents that I know that I knew as, as PT clients. Uh, didn't really like that. Really glad that didn't work out. Um, dabbled a little bit in online training with past PT clients found that I was really jaded in fitness, in the fitness, you know, industry in general. And I was like, cool, like not going to do that. So I ended up working for a while um, on the back end of my wife's online coaching business. Cause she was doing really well. And I wanted to contribute in that way. I have the time. I'm good at systems. I'm good at that stuff. Those are skills that I can put to you. So that worked for me for a while. And I did that for a while, but um, 
I still didn't really feel fulfilled. I found that I still needed something for me that I can work on. And for me, I recognize in myself that for me to have purpose and fulfillment, that meant for me that I, I needed to create money and I needed to contribute financially to my family um, and feel like, you know, I, I'm able to support us or at least help support us. Um, and so finally, um, that's when I, I, I just kind of threw in the towel to my, I, I guess to myself and was like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to work on the fit for mentorship review group, which I had started years ago, but never really did anything with. And I was like, you know what? Like, it just feels right. It just feels good. Um, and I'm just going to do it. And literally like, not that I had made a single dollar more than I had yesterday, but the very moment I decided to fully jump in and execute and commit myself and my time and my energy to doing this in the group, uh, this dark cloud of depression and anxiety and darkness um, that I had carried with me probably the for the previous three months uh, just went away. Like literally, like immediately, I was like, wow, I just really needed to pick something and commit to it like fully inside. Like, like you know, when, when you're thinking about something, you're like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll do that. I'll do that. I did that for like a year and a half. I was like, oh yeah, I'll try that. I'll try that. But what I realized when I fully committed to myself, to the purpose of, of really creating an impact in the fitness industry and helping other fitness professionals save money and invest in the right places, that to me felt like I was on to something really, really important. And like, that would make me feel fulfilled and, and like I had purpose. And so for me, uh, like, and, and literally ever since then, the signs have been coming up daily. I can't tell you how many messages I get from personal trainers who are like, thank you so much for this group. This is amazing. I'm like, oh, awesome. Don't, didn't get that much from my clients. You know, in, tw in 12 years of fitness, I didn't get nearly as much praise or anything uh, as I get now. And I'm not saying that's why I do it, but it's like the outcome of, of what I'm doing. Like I chose to do this not for recognition and I'm getting it. I chose to do this for the impact and, and for the fulfillment and I'm getting outside support from that. And that's something that keeps me driven on the same side. I'm getting support from the fitness business coaches who know they're putting out good products. And they're like, Hey man, what you're doing is great. We need this because there's just a lot of scammers coming up in the industry overnight claiming to be business coaches when they're failed PTs. Um, and, and we need someone to, to, to regulate this, to stand in the middle of the, of the business coaching space and be like, here, you know, here's a trustworthy place where you can go to really learn who is legitimate, who is not, and have just an unbiased conversation about that. Um, so to me, it's like literally been non nonstop support and just creating triple wins daily where it just feels really good. And so that's what's been driving me um, since then. And I've only been working on it since December of 2019. So it's only a few months in. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing the, the kind of the, the full process there because that's what I think is so important and juicy and valuable for people to see and understand. Like you're saying, yeah, like I, I, I took a year and a half to figure out what the hell was going on. And, and that's really powerful for people because first of all, there's so much I want to dig into based on what you said. But um, as my thought process goes here, I'm like, there's such a stigma 
against that kind of thing in our culture. And I think people are so, so just like terrified of drifting. And, and that's the first word that comes to mind for it. I'm sure there's multiple different ways that you could describe that, but like there's so much in that identity of saying you do X, making X dollars. And yes, obviously there's the, the you know, the, the bottom line of like paying your expenses and keeping your family, you know, being able to provide for your family. But like outside of that, there's still just so much that I see individuals, they can't let go of because we have just these intense societal norms around what it like what it means to to work and be a provider and so people don't allow themselves the the space to like figure shit out and you know again going back to the kind of like how we started and dug into this is like we were essentially neither of us were given a choice right like you said like shit just went up in flames and it was like hey <laughs> i'm giving you a chance to start from scratch so go back to the drawing board. And uh, again, it sounds like you, you feel the same way, but like for me, it's like, I'm incredibly grateful for that mm-hmm. because it was an opportunity to go back to the drawing board. So anyways, one of the things going back to the identity thing, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and feelings on this as a male. You mentioned the breadwinner part. That's obviously something that is a societal norm. And like, you know, we're, we're making strides from that in terms of women's rights and equality and, and kind of like we're balancing out a little bit in terms of like what a household looks like. We don't have this necessarily like blueprint family anymore, but what was it like for you? Like what was your personal experience with not being the breadwinner? Was that something that came naturally? Did it feel shitty? Like how was that? You know, so uh, if you know anything about me, and like the way, you know, me and Melanie got together and our family formed, we're anything but traditional and we're anything but but the norm. You know, like we got pregnant very young, very fast in our relationship, didn't really have time to date and kind of had to just like figure a lot of it out very fast and grow up really quickly too. Um, so we we just fell into those norms because that's what it was at the time. Like when, you know, when we first, when, uh, when Melanie first got pregnant, she didn't have like we met at Equinox and she didn't have much of a business there. So obviously, and I did. So she was of course going to stay home with, with kids and I was going to do work. Right. Um, and that, and that's how it went pretty seamlessly for, you know, for six years. And then once we switched roles, I, I initially, I just felt like I, I was actually better cut out for, for the home life. I was like, you know, I have, a, I had a little more patience, I think, um, I related to the kids a little bit differently. I can shoulder some things a little bit differently. And I just thought I brought a little bit different perspective to the table, you know, as far as being, being the one to stay at home, whether it's a, you know, a man or a woman that really wasn't important to us. And it's, it's probably something I, I could have kept doing. It's just that for me, I, I just didn't want it to be all I was doing. And, and, and part of, and going back a second, part of the big thing that that needed to get fixed in my marriage was that my wife wanted more identity than just being a wife and a mother. So she wanted to do something for herself. So she, she ended up being an entrepreneur. You know, she wants her own business. She wants her own stuff. She wants to make her own money. So she actually lasted a lot longer than I did having that gap not filled, you know, like she went six years. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it for more than a year and a half. And I started getting in a really, really bad spot. 
So when we finally did make that, that switch for her, she became a much happier person because she actually had purpose and identity and not only contributing, but actually like, you know, holding up a household of four people, right? While, I, while, I, while buying me the time to figure out what the hell I was going to do next. Um, so when we did make that switch, it was fine initially, but I relatively quickly realized that um, I'm cool doing that, but I also need more. Like, I also need my own purpose. Mm-hmm. I do need to be making money. And yeah, like for me, it was never really about being a man or a woman. And, and the conversation had, taught, had, brought, had been brought up several times, you know, during the first six years of our marriage. Um, it's never been about that. It, ju- it was just about doing whatever needed to be done, you know. And if I needed to do it again today, for whatever reason, I would do it. I never felt above anything or beyond anything or like, that's not something I should be doing because I'm a man, you know, like we're, we're not in, we're not in like the 70s, the 60s or 70s anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, um, times are much different and, uh, and, and, and they should be both partners have dreams and have ambitions and they should both be allowed to fulfill those, whatever that means. If it means sharing some of the home stuff, like me and my wife do now, cool. If it means that one person, you know, wants to put their stuff on the back burner, then that's fine too, as long as it's fine with them. But um, yeah, I, I really don't see it as like, you know, the man or the woman. I just see, okay, this person does more of the housework because this person does more more of like the outside housework. So for me, it's not like an identity crisis. It's just, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, and that's cool. I mean, I think that says a lot about you guys as people as well. You know, to give you, you guys some credit there, I, I still think that for a lot of people, I, I don't know that couples support each other's dreams nearly quite as much as you guys do. And so, you know, just first of all, props to you guys for, for doing that. And, you know, even with Jesse and myself, that's been a huge thing for us too, is like, is working on that and, and finding that balance. So we, you know, we're a hundred percent aligned with you guys in terms of how that looks. Um, But it's just like, it is really cool to see, more couples doing that. And I think the, the interesting thing is that, you know, like you guys are similar to us in that you're, you're running your businesses or, or like both have your own businesses and kind of doing your own thing, like living, basically living in a way that's not super traditional. Like what we've realized is we've resonated a lot with other couples who are doing that as well. And because the dynamic totally shifts when you have, more of the this the safe, secure, stable setup of like a nine to five, um, and that's not to say one way is better or worse. Everybody's got what works for them, but we've just noticed that the dynamic is interesting, so it's easier to to kind of like relate to that. Yeah, for sure. And like, don't get me wrong, it's really challenging. Like, especially to have two people who are both entrepreneurs is really difficult because they both require so much energy. You know if they're intro introverted or extroverted that that might require something so it comes with its own separate set of challenges but the one thing that we know for sure is that like we wouldn't want either of us out of the house all day at a nine-to-five job we just like that would never work for us it never has and it never will um it was just something i was going to be willing to do if i if i needed to which like my wife would totally understand uh and appreciate but then it gets even more challenging when you bring kids into the mix like two entrepreneurs plus two young kids is a super challenging move and that will, that will test any relationship um, to its core for sure. 
Uh, yeah, major props to you guys for that one because we're <laughs> we're over here kidless and like yeah, like we're we're gonna stay this way for just a little bit longer. Because <laughs> man, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's it does have its interesting challenges for us. We've found that it's really helped us grow as individuals and us grow as a couple very quickly because it's just to be an entrepreneur in whatever kind of, like if you're running your own business, if you are making your own money, if you're making a living for yourself, it's just a very unique setup in which you are pushed to grow very fast Mm-hmm. And so then like you're saying, you put two people in that situation and then you put little people in that situation that need to be, their growth needs to be facilitated. Right. And the, the amount of variables are are huge. But like I said, really the challenges are there, but that also means the opportunities for growth are, are n- numerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, you will grow to whatever, whatever container you're put in. Right. So our ours is ours consists of like you know we got to be really good with our time we to really really good with our structure we need patience we need you know like i need some alone time melanie needs some alone time the kids need obviously to be tended to like we can't just do entrepreneurship all day we can't just build our businesses all day even though you know it would be cool sometimes if we could but like they they need a childhood they need to be played with they need education you know like and now especially with the pandemic we have to homeschool them. So that brings a totally different, different challenge to the situation that we didn't have to deal with, you know, for a while. So this is a really challenging time for a lot of people. I think people need to be sympathetic to themselves and just show themselves some compassion and realize that like, this is hard for everybody. Even, even if they're not, even if people aren't expressing it, that because this is a really tough time for a lot of people, but we're all going to get through it. And, and it's a test and you like this, this is the shit that makes you grow. Like mm-hmm. all the hard times that we had, like being, you know, uh, knocking up my wife two weeks after we started dating, definitely a growth thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're still standing. So we're definitely, you know, we, we've come a long way since then. And then, you know, having our marriage almost fall apart and keep it together. The only reason we were able to keep it together is because we, we decided to grow together and we did it in a really, really positive way. Uh, in a giant way. So now like we're literally the best we've ever been. Um, but uh, these challenges that, that come are there to shape you and their opportunities for growth. They might feel like they're beating you down sometimes and, and, and they do sometimes, but like as people and as human beings, this is the stuff that, that we're supposed to be able to respond to really well and use it as, as an opportunity to go inward and look at ourselves and, and, and like figure out, where is this stuff really coming from? Are these external things or are these internal things that I can actually, you know, change or modify or just even just shift my perspective so that I can recognize the situation a little bit differently. I can treat it a little bit differently and I have more clarity on how to do that. So, so true. And I appreciate you saying that because I think a big thing with the podcast is I want people to be able to hear this when they're going through a struggle, when they're going through a tough time. And like those examples you gave, you know, are similar to, to ones that I have very different, right? We all have very different struggles, but we all have those moments. And in those moments, 
things can feel so confusing. You can feel so lost. You can feel so hopeless. And this kind of, to me, goes back to the whole surrender thing is like, if you can just, if you can trust that what you're going through and the the, the potential growth that you're going to gain from it is for your benefit to make you a stronger person, to push you further along on your path, whatever that is, it makes those things bearable. There's still, there's still the pain and the struggle of it, but it makes it manageable in a way that you can at least shift your perspective of it. And you, you know, there's less of like a victim mindset and more of like, okay, this is, this is happening for me in some way and it sucks. And I, you know, I I can kind of like hold space for that and like realize that and be with that, but also just know at the same time that I'm going to push out of this, I'm going to figure something out. And for me, the thing that I've really gotten from this kind of stuff in my life and that I try to really help people with is what's the lesson what is in this for me that I can learn? Cause there's always something always, always every single time. And this is exactly what you're saying with the current situation. It's so true. This is a, a giant learning opportunity for all of us as a collective, but also for each of us as individuals, because like you said, it's a struggle for everybody on some level. And so it's like, you know, what is coming up and, and, and being with that and being able to grow with that. So yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, for sure. Like, uh, so, um, we were, I was talking to, um, I had an interview in my group the other day and one of the main points I think that people need to understand, especially right now is that like this pandemic did not cause anything to anybody besides the sickness itself. Right. But the isolation and everything and, you know, having certain things shut down in the economy and, and it really just exposed risks and weaknesses that you were taking that you've been taking very much like when I was operating my business without strong contracts and without strong pricing structure, the moment shit hit the fan, I was exposed and the whole thing just crumbled (laughs) very fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so you're seeing right now, like if you, you know, I'm, I'm in the fitness space. So like if you were operating your brick and mortar business without any other sort of online component or online leg to it, and that was your one revenue stream, that's pretty risky. And you're being exposed right now, you know, unfortunately, and you're having to go through the challenge of, of figuring that out. If you're a family and you haven't been saving money every single month, you're going to find yourself really stretched right now. But like, it's not because of the pandemic. It's because of the risks that you've been running. And, you know, like those things that you, yeah, you just, we don't count on these things ever happening. <laughs> But this is exactly why we, we all need to, including myself, need to operate in a, in a better, more future-oriented way just to be covered, you know, like just to do it in a, in a smarter way so that this kind of thing is, you know, that we're resilient in this kind of thing instead of being destroyed by it. And even if you are having that really hard time and you weren't prepared, um, it's still an opportunity to come out of it in a more positive way. No, now we all have so much time we're all on our computers all the time. There's no reason why we, we need to be wallowing in this when you can change narrative and you can, you can actually take control and learn something new, start a business, start a new hobby, create better connections, reservice connections that, that for you, you know, maybe you haven't maintained very well in the past. I think it's a huge growth and learning opportunity for every single person, 
in some way or another. It's, it's so true. Uh, that's, it's the foundation of when I first start working with people, the first thing I tell them is always, we've got to slow you down. And so I've created my, the foundational steps of my program and the way I work with people to do that in, in the context of the real world, when, when we don't stop and we don't slow down, we don't give ourselves space, but that's where the magic's at. And that's exactly what you're saying is like, we have such an opportunity right now. It's, it's like we're being handed this golden and it doesn't look like that on the outside. And, and we get that. And so it's not to say if you're struggling or something right now, that that's not valid. It's very challenging for everybody. And so anything you're going through is, is valid and it makes sense. And the, from a, a larger picture perspective and a very future, you know, forward looking way of looking at it is we've been handed something we've been handed time. It's like everything is stopped, right? Everything is paused. It's like, here is this chunk of time. What are you going to do with it? And, and that's, and that's pretty, pretty magical. Mm-hmm. One thing before we, we start wrapping up here, another thing I really want to touch on with you is kind of related to this. Cause you, as you were telling your story, you'd mentioned the unknown. And so this is obviously something that we're all going through right now as a collective so much is unknown, right? It doesn't, we don't know what's going to happen a week from today. We don't know what's going to happen a month from today, even six months today. We don't know what's going to look like six months out because so many things, you know, just a huge domino effect, but bringing it back to your, you and your personal experience and being in that year and a half and especially having a family, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurship and paying bills so many people, you know, what I see so much is there's just so much fear of the unknown. And like I said, we're seeing this in as a collective right now, people are freaking out, but then drilling down just to the individual situation, people are so scared in their, their normal everyday lives to make changes, to take risks, um, to, to let go of that nine to five job because they have a, a, a very set income. How did you kind of get through the unknowns? Like what how did that look for you? What did you use to cope with that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, you know, when I was in that space in that like year and a half long space, the only thing that I knew for sure was that if I stayed where I was, I wasn't going to be happy. I was going to continue living without purpose. I, I was going to continue not being able to contribute. So all the things that for me were important um, for what I thought was a happy life, I know if I didn't do anything, um, I was going to let everything kind of control me and I was going to be held down. I wasn't going to get where I wanted to. That's what I knew for sure. But I knew that I had to be doing something. I had to be spending some time thinking about it, making space for myself, learning more about, about myself so that it would become clear what I was supposed to do. I think everyone right now should be looking inward. I think there's huge value in that because we're given the time. And yeah, like I, I'm fear, like I definitely had fear, but man, there's just so much positive on the, on the other side of it that it totally, and I know this is hindsight, but it totally outweighs it. I mean, it's not even, it's not even a question. And, and truthfully, I think it's, I think there's more fear and I'm more scared of staying still and not getting where I want to be than if I took the risk. And I know I, I, I can't fail because I'll never stop trying. So failure like guys, if you don't, if you don't stop trying, then there's, there's no failure. Like 
after my business went down, yes, I could have started another one. That's, that would have been fine. But like, I, I just saw that as a point where I needed to pivot because I wasn't happy with what I was doing anymore. But there is really no failing as long as you're always trying. I love that sentiment. It's internal it's, fear. Yeah, because I see that all the time with people. <laughs> it's like, if you could just work that hard for yourself that you're working for somebody else, you're busting. You know, I see so many people busting their balls. And this is this is like years ago when I was in the personal training industry and I, like before I shifted into um, and into this coaching that I'm doing now, I was like, I saw that in my clients then was they were just busting their balls for somebody and they're like, oh, but I can't take this risk or like do this thing for myself or oh, I can't start this project or I can't start this business. I'm like, dude, you see how hard you work? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you won't fail if you, if you do that. Um, but the other thing I want to mention there is what I saw from you or kind of like what I heard from you is possibility. And for you, possibility always outweighs not looking at that or, you know, the lack of. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to look at that because it's, it's, it's a guarantee that if you don't do anything or or if you stay in that job that you hate, or if you stay in that relationship that isn't serving you well, that you're definitely going to be keep, keep feeling all those negative things and, and, you know, not achieving the things that you want to be or not, hit, not hitting the level of happiness that you want in your life or just not having the, you know, the freedom or the lifestyle that, that you really want to have in your life. Like that stuff doesn't change itself. You know, like you, you have to, you have to put something in motion, put something out, you know, some sort of energy into it so that, that it can have momentum and, and pick up. Um, and that usually that, that momentum is usually is coming from your your thoughts and the space that you leave for that stuff to develop in your in your mind. Like you you have to create space for it so you can envision it so you can actually believe it's going to happen and so you could put things in the works for that ball to start rolling. Yeah, yeah, mindset's huge. Everything we talked about so far, I think, has provided a really great picture of your process, kind of how you got where you are today. So speaking a little bit more, just to kind of like wrap this up around where you're at now, what you're doing now, you mentioned that once you started putting your time and energy into something that gave you purpose, things just kind of started falling into place. And that to me, that's like my, that is the message I want to give people with this podcast, right? Like that's how I came up with the name. Why the world needs you is literally the thing that you're drawn to, the parts of your personality that are strong, that you're gifted in. To me, that's why I was excited to have you on here is because I saw you do that, right? Like I've seen your process. I've seen kind of how things have have gone, at least, you know, from the outside looking in. And this, like the group thing, it just made so much sense to me. And it just seemed like such a perfect fit for you. something you were doing well all along. But then once you put your time and energy, like you said, fully committing to that, shit just started like you were getting like confirmation that it was right. Like you you said, you were having so much positive comments from both sides of the equation, trainers, coaches. Tell me, just walk us through that a little bit more in terms of how did you follow those breadcrumbs? That's what I kind of call it, is like those breadcrumbs of this feels good, this feels right. And how did that like play out then? Yeah. So, I mean, this is uh, the big picture in all this, at least for me, 
and I think the big point that, that you're, that you're hitting by like, literally the world needs you. This I think is one of my ultimate purposes. And I, I don't say that lightly. Like I've always had a really, really high moral compass and it goes back to like forever, man. Like I never wanted to do anything wrong. <laughs> my, you know, like I, I was, I was always afraid of, you know, like not, not making my parents happy as far as like, not grades or anything like that, but and not, not pleasing them, but, but doing things that, that were considered bad on a moral scale. So I've always operated with high integrity and so much so in fact that like my friends in, in junior high school and in high school would call me moral Morton. All right. So like, <laughs> love that. This is by design. Like I have always had this compass. I just really haven't had a platform to use it on. And I didn't really realize that there was one. So when I think four years ago now, after I worked with my very first business coach, um, I was like, oh yeah, and it was a ripoff by the way. <laughs> um, yep. I was like, man, I just really, like it didn't feel very good. I got hard sold into it. And I was like, man, there just should be a place where people can just like go and read some unbiased reviews and testimonials, have some conversations with some real clients who have gone through a program and maybe if we can get some insight into this stuff, I could have avoided, you know, spending 12K and not receiving, you know, much of anything really or any real value. Um, and so I set that up. And for three years, it was just this forum that people can go into and just talk and, and share their experiences. I didn't let any business coaches in there. I still don't. But it's just a, it's a, safe, it's a safe space for people to talk about the coaches in the industry who have high integrity, who don't have high integrity who are legitimate or who are ripping people off. And so for me, that that's like, I'm impacting people and I'm using my moral compass and uh, I, I'm using it in a way that's, that's really going to impact the fitness industry, or I hope so. It's at least saving trainers tens of thousands of dollars, which I'm totally cool with. But um, up until recently, I just kind of let it sit there. I've always been like, eh, like, I don't really know how to monetize it. Should I monetize it? I don't know what else to do with it. And then I was like, you know, uh, a few, man, five months ago now, maybe four months ago now in December, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to start putting massive amounts of value into this group. And I'm hoping that either, you know, at some point, you know, someone will pay me something for it. I don't know where it's going to come from. And so I was like, I started just, it's still like this. It's a, it's just a value driven group. I'm just, I just giving, I'm in there all day answering questions. We do like Friday night chats with bourbon, you know, like to, to support the community. And then we do like weekly trainings with the top high integrity coaches in the entire industry. So that like, you don't know, you're not learning, you're not having to figure out for yourself who to trust anymore that there's now this, this trust pilot, this trust layer between the coaching space and the business coaching space. And so now I've used that moral compass to, to highlight the other people in the industry who have high integrity and showcase them in an effort and in the hope to drown out the people who are under delivering and who are ripping people off. And for me, that's like a moral person's life goal and life work. It's like, Hey, like if I can keep using this, this innate, you know, natural thing that I have that I was, you know, always made fun of for jokingly, and I can use it as a business and to create a massive positive movement and impact in the fitness space, then what, what, how, how better can I serve people than that? I have way more fulfillment now than I ever did in 12 years of 
of fitness coaching. And it's nothing to do with, with clients or anything like that. I had some wonderful clients, but it just didn't feel so, it, it felt in line. I, I was like helping people and helping people achieve things, but on, on this kind of a scale and to, you know, to help people avoid, you know, losing so much money, which like, it's always been really important to me. I lost so much money on, on these scam coaches that, that to me is just like incredibly powerful to me and it just fuels me. Yeah, it so is. And as an active member of your community for, I don't know, probably most of that, the time that you've had it up, I'm a testament to how great it is. And that's how I knew, right? Coming into this, it was just you and you were just providing, like you said, totally value driven. And at the end of the day, I think that if we use that, like you said, being in alignment with who it is that we truly are. And we so often think money first, right? Like, how is this thing going to make me money? That's just how we're programmed. And yes, we need to make money. We need to support ourselves and our families. But if you can get past that for just a second and, and break it down to how can you provide value from the deepest parts of you, who are you as a person? Like you're saying, like, that's so funny like to hear that, that you shared that like moral Morton, mm-hmm. because it is, it's just so, it's so telling, right? Like that's who you are. And people, I so often see people are like, oh, I have this skill or this is my background or my education. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like what's your superpower? What's your real superpower? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so, and I'm not saying you need to drop everything today and go create a business based out, like based off of that. All I'm saying is that when you start following that, when you start creating out of that place, that's when shit starts to happen. And, and like you're saying, and that you've really gone all in for the past four months and how quickly things are happening. On the flip side, though, I do quickly want to mention timing, right? Kind of circle back to what we, how we started this conversation mm-hmm. and timing. You've had this community for four years. And just now are things, is the ball like really, really rolling? You know where it's going, at least in a sense, like in terms of like, I I need to put energy into this baby. Like this is, this is where my energy needs to be. But I I really want people to understand that we always want to force things and we live in a time of immediate gratification and wanting things to happen now. AJ's had this thing for four years and it's been in the background. It's been there and it's been there and it's been there. And just recently was he like, this is it. And he's seeing so much confirmation and it's been so successful and everybody's loving it. So it's just, again, just a reminder that if you have this thing that's nagging at you, if you have a project that feels like it was a failure or feels like it didn't go anywhere, if it's feel, if it still feels good to you, if it still feels in complete alignment with who you are, don't let that go continue. And again, it's not saying to force it to make it work right now, but it's saying, keep it there, keep it on your radar and and don't just kind of like give up basically. No, I mean, you're, it's so, it's so true. Like I, I could tell you that at no point during that year and a half, could I have, could I have started doing this? I wasn't in the right place. I didn't have room, especially towards the end of it. I was in a really dark place, man. If, if someone was like, someone even suggested to me to be like, Hey, why don't you like, 
run, you know, trainings in the group or whatever. And I'd be like, that's a stupid idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like, where's the money in there or something? I was just not in the right frame of mind to do it. So even though like I, I have been thinking about it, I think I just really needed to go through the stuff that I went through in order to realize that this is really what I needed to do. Um, and it really equates to like having space to serve people. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to start serving it up. Everyone, I'm just going to start serving people to the most, you know, to the highest degree that I can to the point that I think that they deserve to. And um, I'm not going to expect anything in return. I'm just going to, I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to give value. And like that, that praise started coming in from both sides of the equation and then everything started kind of falling into place and opportunities came my way. Business partnerships came my way. Incredible network of people started sprouting up and coming to me. I have met in the last four months, I've met people who I have a better connection with than some people I've known my entire life. It's just like, they're not meant to come into your life until, until you're ready for it. And you're not, you might not be meant to action something until you're really ready to hear it and really ready to put, to put the time and energy in. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of an awesome way to tie a bow on things here is when it's like, it's like exponential, right? It's like when you, the more you get in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing in your life. And that's, again, that's not just from like a career or work standpoint. It's just whatever you're meant to be doing thing, good things will continue to pop up in, in an can like continually ascending fashion. It's like the more aligned you get with yourself and your purpose, the more quickly it just snowballs in your life and, and things just start falling into place. So I love that. Um, if you've got time here, I've got about three quick questions. They're just like a quick hitters. Um, I call it the visionary hat trick. <laughs> we, I think are, I believe we're all visionaries in our own way. So this is, this is just kind of a fun little segment. Um, just quick answers from you. If you don't have anything sure. or don't want to answer, go ahead and pass. <laughs> okay. Um, first one is share one belief that you have that sounds wild or crazy or that you worry about being judged for. Um, definitely not being, not, not being judged for it, but just something that, that was really important for me to hear um, right before I started doing this. So four months ago was someone was like, you better fucking do this thing or someone else is going to, and you're going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. Mm. And I think that day I started putting myself out there in a different way on social media and, you know, started organizing the group in a different way. And I just like got things going. But once someone told me that and I said it out loud to myself, I was like, I can't, I've I've been lucky enough to be the only person doing this for the three years that I wasn't actively using the group. I don't know why someone else hasn't come here and done it, but I need to do this right now, like this second or someone else is going to do it and I will have no direction. (laughs) I just spent a year and a half trying to figure it out. I just figured it out. Now I need to action it. Do not wait. Dude, I, I love that one. Totally resonates with me too. Um, as I've kind of been an idea guy most of my life and in the past year or two, it's like, no, you become an action guy because yes. otherwise you sit on the sidelines and you get resentful that other people are doing the stuff that you thought of. And it's like, just go out there and do it then. That's so right. love that one. Uh, when you realize your, your vision, your big vision, and notice I said, when, not if, what does that look like? And what impact does that have for me? 
Correct. The big vision for me is to be a third party accreditation for business coaches in the industry, like the better business bureau for, for business coaching. Um, so that there's actually like a a regulatory body so that, you know, you're not going to have to be like, Oh, is this person even legit? It's going to be like, Oh, are they, are they certified and accredited by FIPRO mentorship review? Yes. Cool. I know I'm going to get the deliverables that are promised. I know that the contract's going to be evenly, evenly weighted and risked. Um, and I know I'm going to get served really well. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited to see that thing go through because I know it will, and you're doing a huge service for the industry. So thank thank you for that. Final question. We're, we're zooming out thinking like big picture here. What is your hope for humanity? Um, I hope my hope for humanity is that people learn from this opportunity and, and including myself and really remain connected, more connected to people. Like, I think right before this, you know, everyone could have said like, we're the most connected and, and not connected at the same time. Whereas like, we're all connected on, on our screens, but we're not really connected to people, you know, like relationship wise. And we're not really like cultivating any, any of that or nurturing any of those relationships. We're just kind of always plugged in. Um, so yeah, my hope is that we can return to human connection and human relationships and nurture that kind of stuff. Cause that's, that's why we're here. Love it, man. Such a great answer. Totally with you on that one. I truly appreciate you coming on today. So much great stuff. Where can the people find you if they want more information about you or FitPro Mentorship? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. You can just find me on my personal profile, AJ Morton. Or um, if you're a FitPro or if you're a coach in any way, you can join um, FitPro Mentorship Review. It's just a Facebook group. Awesome. And I will put those links in the show notes below for anybody that wants to get in touch in either of those ways. And uh, that, that'll be it, man. Thanks so much. It's so much fun. Appreciate having you on today. David, thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure. Really good to see you too and, and catch up with you. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.